Nothing important. Matt Reyes. The king is motherfucking back. The king is back on his throne. No, I'm not talking about the toilet. The podcast throne, which today is a mattress. I'm in my bedroom. And uh, talking about the king is back. Uh, Jesus, where are you? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm calling you out, bro. Uh, Where are you? A lot of a lot of books have been published. A lot of texts have been handed around the globe claiming that you are going to make a big return. And I think you should hurry the fuck up because uh, <laughs> society is melting. I went out for a beautiful walk yesterday and ran into these two young men who were... <laughs> I guess they were like black Israelites. These are young kids. Got to be like 19, 18, 19 years old. And it was only two of them. And I had a margarita in my system. So I guess this is what gave me the courage to do so. I mean, combined with the fact that I am an asshole. I go over there and I start asking them questions. (laughs) I grew up in a place where you would see large congregations of black men dressed like it was biblical times, you know, which I don't really understand the costume. I don't understand that whole thing. You know, like if I if, if Jesus does come back and I don't have a scarf on my head or bedazzled sleeves, um, <laughs> do I get to go to heaven? If I'm not wearing the purple robe? I don't know. You know, maybe they like the fashion. Maybe they, I think they think they look good. I think they think they look good, but I I run up and I'm in Atlanta. It's not New York City. I see these two young men. I'm off the sauce. I walk over to them and they're dressed in like the junior varsity version of the uniform. <laughs> like I could tell they're not, they're now out here with a large congregation. They probably, you know, don't go to meetings they're most likely two young men that have gone onto the internet and taken very seriously some videos that they've watched. And when you are young, you are more impressionable. When you're a younger person, you are more impressionable. You are like Play-Doh. You're malleable. You're still learning who you are, what you choose to be, what you choose to believe. You're still building the character of self. So I don't blame these two young men but I kind of wanted to go over there and maybe just like insert some, not conflict in their ideals, but maybe perspective and logic. So I just, I, I went up to them. They got on the junior varsity, varsity versions of the outfits. They're not, they're not super fly. And I was just like, yo, what are you guys doing out here? And I was like, yo, not, I immediately was like, nah, not confrontational. I don't come to argue. I just was curious. And they were like, oh, we out here preaching. I was like, Okay. They looked a little disappointed when I said not confrontational. I'm not gonna. <laughs> they looked a little bit disappointed. They looked like they're out there to argue, like they want to prove people wrong because they are 18 and 19 years old, and they also have a very controversial belief that black people come from Israel, uh, not Africa, but the black people that were sold into slavery, the transatlantic slave trade that they're actually Jews, 
that they are the real Jews, right? Um, bit of a controversial standpoint. I don't fucking know. I don't care to know. So I just start talking to them. And um, just like curious to get into their mindset. I was like, oh, do you guys have like a big congregation out here? Are you linking up with other guys that think like this? Is there like a group meeting, a church, so to speak? <laughs> They're like, nah, man, we just kind of, uh, we were inspired by some teachings and we came out here. And I was like, oh, shit. It's like an 18, 19 year old got on the internet and self-educated themselves about something that I'm well-versed in. I grew up once again, and I even asked them, I was like, where are you guys getting this information, the leadership? They were like, we follow leadership from New York. And I was like, hilarious. Because typically where you see uh, Hebrew Israelites, <laughs> I told them, go visit New York. Go to 42nd Street, Times Square, and you'll see uh, where they do their preaching. And you will also see amongst them a lot of other radical ideals and uh, costumes. <laughs> 42nd Street is the strangest fucking place on the planet. It is the strangest place on the planet. It is the most extreme, exaggerated, uh, non-realistic manifestation of a tourist trap that you can imagine nothing is real it's all illusion everything that's sold there is low quality high price all bullshit all bullshit in the midst of this if you're outside of any establishment if for a moment you want to take a break from consumerism from buying eight dollar hot dogs to have pigeon shit in the, in the boiled water if you you want to take a, a break from buying uh, 90 dollar t-shirts that say, I love New York, that are going to rip in three days. If you go and walk outside in that Times Square area, you will see 360 pan of fucking ramic views of humongous jumbotrons. It's just a whole bunch of TVs with advertisements playing. That's all it is. It's you're in a, you're in a commercial. <laughs> you're existing for a moment, not in 3D reality. But you shifted into another dimension where life is just an advertisement. And on the ground level, if you if you find a way, and this might be hard if you're a tourist, if you're not from New York, if you're not trained in combating all that stimulus, all those fucking moving images around you, all those big ass TV screens telling you, buy this, buy that, look like this, fuck this girl, fuck this guy, cut your dick off, whatever the fucking advertisement is for the day, right? If you can resist cocking your head up and just look around you, shoulder level, or look at the fucking ground, the individuals that are going to be around you are either tourists or people selling shit to tourists. And like I previously stated on 42nd Street, everything's fake. <laughs> Nothing is of quality. So you're not buying a product from the individuals that are selling things around you. You're buying like a photo. Like, it'll be Batman, Elmo, Winnie the fucking Pooh, which are really just, you know, a black guy, probably an illegal Mexican, and some some crackhead, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> With a costume on, you know? Quietly molesting your children. That's what happens on 42nd Street. And that's why I told these young men, that was, a, that was a long explanation. That's the picture I wanted to paint to them. They're not ready to hear that reality. I was like, it would be better if I could just direct them. Go to 42nd Street. And witness the whole atmosphere of where this Hebrew Israelite thing is kind of uh, stemming from.
You know what I'm saying? With leadership that you're taking from those idealisms, those people are in a retard zoo. It's like fucking, I can't even describe (laughs) it. I literally just saw this video online, Times Square, where this guy gets into an argument with Batman. And Batman is this like, he's like a six foot four black guy who's nerdy. And has like an identity crisis issue. (laughs) He doesn't know how to be genuine to himself. Which is probably difficult. If you're black and you're from New York. And you didn't grow up in the projects. You didn't grow up in the hood. You didn't have any actual struggle. I can imagine the conflict you kind of walk around with. Because you feel that you have to portray some level of toughness. or Because the city will do that to you. The city will impart... Uh, not only psychologically, but physically will let you know that you got to be tough if you look a certain way, that you have to react a certain way if you are of a certain race. So I imagine this this guy in the Batman costume, beside the fact that he's on 42nd Street harassing people for photos, and he's a, he's a 30 plus six foot four man in a bat costume, um, <laughs> beside all those factors... I, I also noticed that he struggled with his identity. So the situation was some guys arguing with him for some reason. I don't give a fuck. Cop comes and gets involved. Cops can't do anything in New York City anymore. They have made it so all police officers can't do shit. If you're getting stabbed in the head, the officer can just come around and try to not say racist things. And maybe, like you know what I'm saying, use his words as a buffer. But he can't, he can't do anything anymore. We went from one extreme to the next. So the cop... Just gets in between the two guys that are arguing. A regular bystander. Looks like a native New York guy. And um, the confused Batman character. And (laughs) the police officer breaks it up. The argument was not intense at all. And as soon as the other guy walks away, Batman starts popping his shit. He woke up all of a sudden. It's like that thing where... The guy's not tough until his friends come and they put their hands on his shoulder and he's like, don't hold me back. That very stereotypical situation happened. The guy walks the other direction and all of a sudden, you know, you're on 42nd Street, there's thousands of people staring at you. You made a spectacle. You also have a bat costume on. If that's not going to fucking grab attention. Um, <laughs> enough. So everybody's staring at him. He's a little bit embarrassed and he starts like a rant. He's like, yeah, fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here, man. I know gangsters. I know gangsters. That guy's not a gangster. Like, real shaky voice. You could tell he's not from the block. <laughs> you could tell he never seen it. You could tell he never experienced it. You know? That shit just had me crying. And I hope that's the circumstance. When I, when I, when I walked up on these two young men in Atlanta that were practicing black Hebrewism or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, the nation of black Jews or <laughs> whatever the fuck they are, right? I hope that they can go and see something like that because that is a spell breaker. Regardless of how how much conviction you have in your beliefs or your religious belief or your spirituality, I've been in that before. I grew up Christian. I grew up Pentecostal. I was in the church. I was in those rooms. It can get very compelling when every adult is convulsing on the ground. <laughs> It can be very persuasive to a young individual that there might actually be a Holy Ghost that is possessing the mass of people at church. If everybody's doing it, 
it can be very, very fucking convincing. What I would like is for a true spell-breaking situation to come upon these two young men. Because I felt a lot of sympathy and empathy for them. As I was talking to them, they were very well-versed in the Bible. I know the Bible pretty well. You know, I was telling them, check this, check that. Um, but there was a, a wall of bias. The wall of bias is powerful in all of us. Bias is like these four walls that we have around us. And most people never are able to get out of that box. Most people are not able to be introspective or to be honest with themselves, to step outside of their emotional want and the, the uh, their enjoyable belief to step outside of that and live in a logical reality where you would have to face things that you don't like, but that are real. You know what I'm saying? Like facts. And um, I was running into that bias wall with these two young men. I was asking them like certain questions about this, about that. And, you know, you saw where, you know, they couldn't even see themselves. There was actually even a situation where, you know, I'm out on a, on a Sunday I had a couple drinks in me and I'm smoking some fucking weed. I'm smoking weed in front of these two kids, you know, and I see they're like triggered by that. But there was also like this, one of them kind of expressed this sense of like wanting freedom, which when you're 18 and 19 years old, all you should want to do is put your dick in strangers. That's all you should want to do. I'm sorry. It doesn't say that in the Bible, but <laughs> I think that's the healthy pro progression and evolution of manhood. Is that when you are young, you should act foolish because you're a kid. And if you don't, you regret it when you're older. And this kid kind of expressed that to me. He said, I forgot how we got to this point of the conversation. but I was like, no, nah, I'm out here, you know, but I got a, a girl and I got a baby. And he was like, man, if I was you, I would be out here doing this, that, and the third. And I'm like, I thought you was a motherfucking follower of the black Jesus. Like, what are we talking about here? You talking about you want to kill these bitches out in Atlanta? You trying to fuck some bitches? Like... This is not on this is not on schedule. This is not on, on script. What are you doing? But um I hope that they do, man. I, I really try to persuade them, not against their beliefs, because once again, the bias wall for most individuals is so solid. So solid, and people mentally can't step out of that box. So instead of me going there and arguing with these individuals. And trying to sway their opinion and getting into like debate, which happens so much between human beings. I listened to what they had to say and I gave them respect. And after that respect, I gave them advice. And because I gave them respect first, they took the advice. They were like, we're looking for somewhere to go vacation. I said, go to New York City. Go to New York City. Visit Times Square. <laughs> You will come back sad but free, my friend. <laughs> you will come back feeling very dumb, like you wasted time, that you made these silly outfits and you really stood on corners and wasted you know, precious moments out of your personal life. But you will be free. You will be free from the bullshit. Go to New York City. Go to Times Square. You know, I didn't say the rest of it. I just said go to New York City. Go to New York City. Go take a picture with Elmo. Uh, go get robbed by Dora the Explorer. Go realize what life is really like. <laughs> the smokes and mirrors, baby. Go absorb it. Be there because that will teach them. 
There's nothing my words could do. I could, I could argue with them all day. I could say, hey, that Bible that's in your hand right now, the King James Bible that is in your hand is a Bible uh, edited by a guy who is gay. But the Bible says gay is wrong. You understand what's going on? You understand the purpose of religion, of these ideologies, of these uh, these writings. They're not what you think they are. They are tools. And every culture, every ethnicity, every race, every society has them. And they use these things to govern people. You know? And when that don't work, they use nationalism. I mean, they're kids. They don't, they don't know yet. But the shit is just kind of sad. Like, I talked about it before, like this trickle-down thing that happens when people who have uh, far-reaching voices, they have a platform. They go and they speak on things in a way that is ill-represented. I have no problem with anybody's personal beliefs, religious views. I also don't have any problem with anybody publicly expressing those things. But when people are not mature or knowledgeable enough of how to present said information, beliefs, to present it in a way that is not confusing, you know, something that's not just eliciting an emotional response, not to get back on this fucking con artist, but Kanye's doing it right now. He's doing it right now. He's walking around with super racist people, but then he's trying to save black, the black community. It's like, come on, son. If you fall, by the way, if anybody's falling for Kanye shit again, I don't feel bad for you anymore. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you anymore. I don't feel bad for you anymore. The next outfit he's going to sell you is going to have a dildo sewn into the ass part. And the only way you're going to fit the fucking jeans on your pants, on your, on your legs, is to insert a nine-inch cock into your asshole. And you guys are going to fucking wear it. I don't feel bad for you anymore because it's getting comical. It's getting comical the level of bullshit that people are being sold. You know, people are being fed. They're not even being sold. They taking your money. So I don't feel bad for you anymore. But like I was saying, people who are on these have these pedestals that have these stages, they represent information in an incorrect manner. You believe what the fuck you want, but stop eliciting these huge emotional responses because then the trickle down is that you got these two lost young fucking men <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon standing in 50 degree weather with handmade biblical clothing, holding Bibles, trying to argue with people. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> the shit is sad, son. Like, this shit is sad. And they have no, like, perspective or guidance or... It's fucked up, man. I, I guess it's always going to happen in society. There's always going to be people that are looking for, essentially what it really is, is like you're looking for your mom or your dad, right? That's what these kids were looking for. They're looking for some type of somebody to think for them, some type of belief, some type of system um, to free them from whatever emotional strain or pain that they have. Not an actual voyage of like information or philosophy in terms of something that would illuminate the mind and open them to understand how the world operates or some type of course of corrective action toward the self, bettering yourself, killing your own internal demons. You know what I'm saying? None of those things. 
when people are 18 and 19 years old and they get into these radical ideals, it really is to heal some type of emotional trauma. It's escapism. It's the same thing like when people get obsessed with Marvel movies or people get lost in video games. It's all the same shit. Um, I think it's more dangerous, though, when you out in, in public in the middle of the night on a Sunday and it's cold and you're wearing bedazzled jewelry. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't remember in the Bible when they was describing clothing, uh, but it seems like people are pretty sure to put rhinestones on their sleeves. Um, and that <laughs> that makes you a follower, you know what I mean? Um it's just weird, man. It's fucking weird to me. Uh, and I, I, once again, I'm not saying it in judgment. It's more like I feel like there needs to be responsible leadership. And we do live in a nation and in an economic time that is so desperate. Um, people are so desperate to get out of their class, to elevate. A combination of a bad economy, fears, manipulation, combined with... Lust and greed, you know, the societal pressures, the marketing campaigns all revolve around making people convinced that they they need all these things. And so people can't focus on what they have or who they are, their actions. They just want material to kind of become a representation of who they are. All those things combined leads people to be very, very selfish, self-centered and so nobody's really out there thinking about the impact of what they're doing. All they're doing is making rash statements, understanding the effect of eliciting emotions, you know, and the intention is manipulation is how can I get your fucking money? Once again, Kanye goddamn West, as much as people want to crucify the son of a bitch, everybody's following his lead, bro. Everybody's doing what he's doing. Everybody's trying to be the new yay. I watched this this video. He's he's getting better with his sales pitch. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Struggle brings out the best in us. You know what I'm saying? And Kanye West is getting a little bit nice with the sales pitch. Previously, I thought his shit was weak, weak. I just thought he had money and he was loud, and that's what it, it did. It it did it for people. But now, you know, back up against the wall, Kanye. You know what I'm saying he's he's tapping into persuasion on a different level. He's identifying these marginalized groups, conspiracy theorists or people who are like these two young men. You know, religious because they're trying to escape some type of emotional pain. Lost children. Really. And um he's tapping into those groups and manipulating them. And if nobody wants to believe his manipulation, ladies and gentlemen, he's not standing there with a Bible in his hand. He's standing there telling you about the Bible, telling you about God and clothing in his hand. He's still selling some shit. Like, am I supposed to believe <laughs> this is the gospel of fashion? Like, come on, son. Come on. We got to. Um, we don't got to do nothing. You guys don't have to fucking do nothing. You guys could continue getting got. You can go buy those new Yay 24 jeans that are coming out. Um, next May, I, I believe so. And they're going to have a, a big rubber cock sewn into the ass part. Remember, the only way you can fit those jeans on is if you put that cock in your ass, 
But Kanye made him, so put the dick in your ass. For anyone who is a continual listener to the Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Go on to the Instagram, Nothing Important Podcast on Instagram. Like the reels, like the post. Until next time.